a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, we get to sit down with Elizabeth, the Meta Mama. I actually connected with her on TikTok. She makes some fantastic videos. I will, of course, be linking that down in the show notes so you guys can just go follow her as well. Would recommend 10 out of 10. Great page. Absolutely wonderful human being. So on this episode, guys, we talk about Archons, we talk about the Anunnaki, we talk about AI energy harvesting, Uh, she talks about some music festivals that she went to in her observation about the energy harvesting that's going on there. We really get, uh, for lack of a better word, cabals deep on this one. So uh, without any further ado, Elizabeth, the Meta Mama. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the show, it is Elizabeth the Meta Mama on TikTok. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm good. How are you, Brandon? Every day above ground's a great one. You know that. Uh, so yeah. really, really looking forward to talking with you. We connected on TikTok, actually, which is my wife's idea to get on TikTok. So you can thank her for this uh, connection here. So uh, you post some incredible videos. We are right on brand with what we think and talk about. And so I'm really excited to go cabals deep on this shit with you today. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, if you don't mind, just for the audience here who may not know you, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I am an armchair conspiracy theorist. I'm also a mother, a metaphysic. I facilitate um, women's womb healing and embodiment workshops. I do a lot of like empowerment stuff, but. The more I have stepped outside of everything, the clearer it's become. So I feel like part of my mission and my purpose is like, I'm not here to wake anybody up, but my aim is to at least provide information to inspire people to like push the boundaries of what they believe is true. Mm. Perfect, perfect. I'm right there with you. I uh, did the whole trying to wake thing, everybody up thing for quite a while. Um, and I just found that it, it was pretty toxic, you know, for me specifically. So like you probably, what we do is you just live the example. We'll put some information out there. I can definitely point you in the right direction if you want to go down some crazy rabbit holes. Uh, this show is no different. We just talk about the ideas, which has been a lot of fun. Um, so what got you into doing all of this in the first place? What was your turning point? So, I mean, to be honest, ever since I was a kid, I have had a really different perspective of what reality is like when i was young you know i heard the voices i saw the things i used to have out-of-body experiences a lot but i didn't have the language to explain what was happening to me and then combined with coming up in a really like fundamental christian background christian school like my grandfather was a pastor so i oops (laughs) i viewed everything that was like non-physical as demonic so i shut that part of me down for a really long time and it caused a pretty severe break between who i was as like an embodied sovereign being and who i was playing like in my avatar but i think the turning point there's a couple actually so Um, after I had my daughters, when my awakening began and it started as like the spiritual awakening. Um, but then once I started looking more into the spirituality aspect, I started to recognize the inconsistencies and dissonance with like the matrix reality. So I don't know, it's kind of weird. because like, you know, I didn't start at flat earth or whatever, like my initiation to like the conspiracy world and the rabbit holes was like the Anunnaki, like doing DNA experiments on humans, like the Saturn black cube death cult, like that's where I started. So like, 
it was a pretty intense initiation into like the conspiracy theory world. So now I'm trying to like fluff it out with some fun stuff, but yeah, that's pretty much how it started for me. And then I didn't really have a lot of points of contact in like real life or even on like Instagram. Um, but I met a woman I had just serendipitously gone to a spring close to where I live. And I heard this woman talking about like the magic of water and how like the springs where I live are green. So it's associated with a heart chakra. And I was like, who is she? <laughs> so <laughs> I like discreetly followed her and we ended up bumping into each other on a trail in the woods. And she was on TikTok and she was doing a TikTok live. And she was like, interviewing me for this like TikTok live. And I was like, all right. And everybody's like, get on TikTok. And I was like, okay. And then that was really like a catalyst because I started making contact with people who are like really resonant with me as far as conspiracies. And I like to call them reality theories because let's be honest, too many of these are true now to be considered conspiracies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, the spiral, like how I got here now well the interesting part is it sounds like of course with your religious background uh because i have that as well uh so it started as a semi-spiritual awakening and then conspiracies or did you just jump right into the conspiracies first and then do the spiritual awakening um it started with the spirituality and i rode that wave pretty singularly for probably about honestly until rona hit and then i was like this is bullshit. Like what else is bullshit? And then that was just like an endless can of worms. <laughs> so, so Rona was pretty much your, your kickoff into the conspiracy side of it, breaking out of the more spiritual. Okay. It's, it's yeah. interesting. Everybody's catalyst is a little bit different and some people go into conspiracies before spirituality, but usually they go hand in hand. Usually they're not far, mm -hmm. far apart. Cause if you question one bullshit system, then you've got to question the other bullshit system. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, we're being lied to a hundred percent of the time. Got it. And yeah. I've gotten into this thing lately to where I, I view uh, reality as an inverse of what it actually is. So whenever they talk about, uh, okay, you know, wear masks, um, social distance, um, don't take this thing that all these other doctors are coming out and saying to take, um, then do the opposite of that. Be around people. Don't wear the damn mask. Uh, that, that seems to be a good model. And I can say, I mean, knock on wood here, but I, I've been out in this because I was an essential worker, right? And so I've been out in this 100% of the time. And I went to all of the places where all of the people were going, no problems whatsoever. I have not worn a mask unless it's been gunned to my head, basically, and have had zero problems. And it's been yeah. an interesting thing um, to kind of witness in our time because it does feel like this is the boss level, right? This is like everything's coming out at once and... You know, they're, they're just bringing out all the, all the big guns here. So let me ask you about whenever you had your daughters, um, I'm, I'm just curious on a side note here. Did you have an epidural or anything? Then this is, if it's none of my business. So, so I just have the one so far and my intention was to have a natural birth, but because of the industrialized, and this is like a whole other thing. Um, but because of the industrialized, like hospital complex, they labeled me high risk. And so they, I had what's known as cholestasis. So basically my gallbladder wasn't reabsorbing bile from my bloodstream. So it was just backing up in my bloodstream and there's a danger of it crossing the placenta barrier and creating a toxic environment for the baby. And after like 38 weeks, there's a supposedly a high chance of what they call spontaneous fetal termination. So I wanted to do a natural birth. That was my intention. And then they literally scared me into like getting the Pitocin. And I labored with that for about 12 to 16 hours without any sort of like pain intervention. But my contractions were so on top of each other that I literally could not physically handle it. Like I felt like I was being broken apart from the inside. So ended up having an emergency C-section. And by this point, the epidural had stopped working and they kept pumping me with more drugs and it wasn't working. So they pumped me with more drugs and it wasn't working. So they ended up doing a spinal tap and delivering, I don't even know what then. And like, I, I remember laying on the operating table and could literally like feel my spirit trying to leave my body. And I had a choice. Like I could, sorry, I might get emotional. I could stay or I could go. And I chose to stay. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, they say like shaman have to die a shaman's death. And like, I'm not claiming a shaman, but like, that was, that was a death, you know, like a major death point for me. And I think that being so close to the veil, which like I always have, but I ran away from it. I self-medicated with like drugs and alcohol and just really tried to like blind myself, like block that vision. Um, and then having that experience and like seeing the veil walking through it and then turning back. Um, yeah, like it was really shitty, but I needed that experience. It's fascinating. And the reason I was asking is because Terrence McKenna will often talk about uh, natural births and how they provide psychedelic experiences. So I've clearly never given birth. Um, and so I was just curious about your experience and if you had a similar, I mean, I would say that's pretty, pretty mind. It's pretty, pretty psychedelic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe an unintended, like, but yeah. Yeah. And but like before I had the epidural, because at that point I was just like, whatever. <laughs> um, but before that point, you know, I was doing a lot of deep breathing, deep oming, like moving sound and vibrations through my body because I had like the state of mind and the consciousness to do that. But when you have an epidural, like you're lit. So <laughs> that's <laughs> like my understanding. Yeah. Again, not experienced it. I have been lit before, but not because of that. Uh, okay, well then let's let's go for it, dude. All right. So what the hell is going on with everything right now? What is the nature of our reality? What is <laughs> happening? Um... Okay, so this is just to kind of preface this. I do research on conspiracy theories, but as far as like my spiritual understanding, most of it is my personal gnosis. Like, I don't really like to listen to a whole lot of people or read a whole lot of books. I try to get my information from the one true source because then for the most part, I know it's true. Um, and I do like, I have some checks and tests and I ask for confirmation, ask for affirmation, but I also hold enough humility where if I learn new information, I can change my mind. So as far as what the fuck is going on, man, I don't even know. <laughs> so uh, I've, so I do believe that there are, there's a very real and present evil in this world. And I don't know that it's totally natural. Like, I don't know if it's demons or if it's supernatural, but there is some sort of like energy harvesting matrix that has placed us in these grids and pens we call cities and neighborhoods that's enslaved us in these invisible chains called like debt and jobs and insurance. And I think it's an energy harvesting program because if you go back and look at like, for my own point of reference, like uh, what, who is it? Robert Morningsky's like terror papers. He talks about how like Enlil and Anki came here and the whole purpose of this planet was like to harvest because it's so research rich is to harvest like precious metals and like that sort of stuff and send it to the cosmos for like, you know, the kings and queens that they were subject to. And I think that whether or not that's true, that's a pretty activating metaphor for what's going on right now. It's like, we can look at the elite and I was listening to this podcast. I can't remember who the guy was, but he was talking about the Saturn death cult and like how we have it. And he was talking about how, like, you know, before we had our central sun, Saturn was our sun. And there was like, you know, eternal, like not daylight, daylight, but like a twilight daylight. So we had a really long growing season. There's like a lot of abundance. Things are really big because there was electrolysis, which created a lot of water. And he was talking about how like the elites are trying to return us to that golden age of Saturn, but on the backs of the masses. And that's why we have like the 1% or the elite, like they're trying to create this utopia for themselves. And you mentioned inversions earlier. And I think that is like really powerful because one way I've been able to discern truth from false and like lies fallacy is does this go towards celebrate cherish or create life or does it edify death destruction or destroy life mm. 
And you can go through it, like, especially a lot of progressive agendas you can go through. I'm not going to name it here because I want to encourage everybody to like use their own brains, but you can look at a lot of progressive agendas and be like, Hmm, that doesn't seem to celebrate life. You know, that edifies the pollution of children. Like, you know, we'll say the V agenda, you know, you can go back and look pretty definitively I think it was the Supreme Court said that they are like undeniably unsafe, yet they're pushed on us as this like serum of health and vitality. When if you look at the people taking the V and look at the people not taking the V, like I'm going to take my health advice from the people who are encouraging you to like build your immunity, like eat fresh fruits and veg, like limit processed food intake, not the people who are encouraging you to put these like really bizarre chemical strains in your body under the guise of health and safety. So going back to the inversion, I think the inversion is, is probably part of like the energy harvesting matrix. Like we're ha we're wasting our sacral energy. Like, you know, if you look at the human design chart, most people, most humans have a defined sacral center. And that is the generative life force that creates life on this planet. And people are fucking wasting it. They're wasting it at jobs that they hate. They're wasting it having unconscious, mindless sex. They're wasting it like, you know, pursuing a career rather than their passions and their dreams. And like all of that is a form to like get us to release that energy so it can be harvested. And like, I actually got a download that streamed through the other day about like humanoid AIs, because like, there's a lot of people that will like ask you questions, like leading questions. A big one is like, did you get the V? And it's like, why is that your business? Like you wouldn't ask me like <laughs> what my lab panels are. If I went to the doctor, like, why is that an okay question to ask? You know, that's a big one. And I think those people, if they aren't actually like AI, they're part of that energy harvesting matrix because a lot of times like these AI will try, will say something or they'll ask something to elicit an unregulated emotional response and use that as an opportunity to either like read your energy template or to actually absorb your energy. And I think a lot of these bots on TikTok, that's what they're doing because the like the people that troll the hardest have no content like they'll follow a bunch of people but they don't have any followers they don't have any content they don't have any likes it's like what are you even doing on this app you know like i'm pretty convinced that they're that they're ai you know what's interesting about the ai thing is that there was an experiment done where they took two ai chatbots i'm sure you've heard of this and then they basically programmed how they responded, how humans respond to each other. And so what they did was, is one of them actually uh, would interact with people. People would figure it out that it was a robot and then they would start talking shit to it. And they would be like, you know, fuck you little bitch or whatever. And then they would just be very harsh on these things. Uh, and then when it got in the room with the other chatbot, they basically put two of them that had been learning the same process together and that had been beaten down by humans figuring out they were robots and talking a lot of shit to them. Then they started talking shit to each other. And it's an interesting way the way that that AI learned in particular because humans trained it to be a piece of shit. And so... Mm. It, it is interesting whenever you find these bots that chat like that uh, because the negative comments and all of the crazy back and forth is what gets a lot of clicks and a lot of follows and a lot of views and gets shared a lot because that dissonance, that, and it's part of the matrix like you said as well. Uh, it is interesting because I did a Flat Earth episode recently with David Weiss. Um, I have never uh, done an episode on the Flat Earth topic until that point. It was a great conversation. It was absolutely fascinating. It was. The episode was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, David did all the heavy lifting. Yeah, all the slides and everything like that. He was fantastic. The interesting part about it was is the shit show that occurred whenever I released just three clips on TikTok. Now, number one, my followers increased by 1,200 followers in three days, um, just simply because of those three videos. Now, the other thing that was interesting was the hundreds and hundreds of comments on those things. I, I have found that I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice and say 98% of people that talk shit about flat Earth have never looked into it. Um, 
I, I think that that's an interesting thing because they just find the concept so erroneous because they've been told the concept is erroneous. And as tribal creatures, we want to fit in and we want to make mm-hmm. sure that we are on the up and up with all the other little monkeys running around here that don't know their true power and that just want to fit into, like you said, the matrix system. And so, and I don't really read comments. I don't respond to them. Um, I just said, okay, you know, you guys, you know, have fun with it. But it was the equivalent of basically dropping those clips about that. I just had a discussion about Flat Earth with someone on my show. Uh, It was the equivalent of just basically throwing a grenade in a room and shutting the door. And it (laughs) it felt like this just chaos that erupted with it. And it it was fascinating. I even had a guy uh, that's been a longtime listener. He said, you know, I can't believe you did an episode on Flat Earth. You might as well get David Icke on. Number one, I would love to talk to David Icke. He's fascinating. Fuck yeah, dude. I know, right? Um, that that may be coming <laughs> be in the honor. future. I'll, I'll let you know, but that that's actually a very strong possibility here soon, and I'll tell you why off air. But um, so basically, he was like, you know, how dare you? You know, you had James Fox on from The Phenomenon. You had Dr. Michael P. Masters on. Um, you had Neil Donald Walsh on. How dare you lower the credibility of your show by having some smut like that on? And you know, what, what's interesting about this show in particular, and I'm sure you figured this out by now, is I don't take a stance. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to prove anybody wrong. I'm not here to prove myself right. I'm not here to get into arguments. Uh, I am a big fan of possibilities. And that's what this show is all about. It's just, let's talk about the potentiality, the possibility. Let's just explore cool ideas. Because I'm not going to sit there and tell Stephanie Patel, who was channeling Steve Jobs, that she's full of shit. Because I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting story. And she's a lovely young lady. And even she was just like, thank you for for listening to me. Because I bet a lot of people yeah. don't. Anyway, so what I meant by all that was, is there is there does seem to be an interesting energetic force out there. And I've heard it called the Mr. Smith um, phenomenon. Have you ever heard of that? Where like if you try to point the matrix out, they'll turn into a Smith. Yes. Yeah. It's I actually insane. just heard about that recently. Dude, yeah. me too. Super uh, weird. Billy Carson was talking about it. And yeah. he, he was talking about how the example for the listeners who haven't heard it is uh, that you're around the water cooler or something like that. And they're all like, oh, sports, oh, Real Housewives of whatever, you know, and I can't believe this and I can't believe that. And a little bit of politics if they're trying to stir things up a little bit because division is always part of the plan. Uh, yeah. And the second that you say, you know, the earth might be flat, they switch and their eyes, you know, turn cold and they basically morph into this representative of the matrix that won't let you explore that idea or even conversate about it they'll say no that's stupid you're you're an idiot um so it is interesting i i i like everything about this place um even even the weird shit right because this is a place of dichotomy and we are all here Mm -hmm. just to learn and to expand ourselves um so what do you think the besides the energy harvesting element of it do you do you think that there's a way that they can keep us entrapped here? Or do you think that it's just a game that we play until our time's up? Um, honestly, I, I think it's both. Like, I think that there are some of us who it's all about creating your own reality. You know, like if you accept your reality as you, as it is, then you have no need to create it. You know, it is what it is and there's nothing you can do about it. But when you like, accept responsibility. Like we were talking about, you know, rendering your reality in the shower. And then I was reading, um, I just started reading the field from Lynn McTaggart and she does experiments about like the power of intention and stuff like that. And like, you know, they've done studies that show like when masses of not even masses of people, but when like numbers of people set an intention to a certain point of the globe, it actually changes the atmosphere there. So like, if we have that much power, like, and we also take the precautions or take the necessary steps to call our power back from the matrix. Like I know some people still have to work their 3d job and that kind of thing, but there are things that we can do to reduce or minimize our participation in that and thereby reduce the amount of energy we give to that and also direct the energy towards like creating our own reality. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard about like the 5d ascension trap, and like the false light matrix and stuff like that. I have, um, but will you go over it for the listeners, please? Yeah. So like basically the new age movement talks a lot about like the different dimensions. And to my understanding, there's like 12 of them right now. We're in the third dimension. We're ascending into the fourth, but we're really trying to get to the fifth right now. And what the fifth dimension is, is it's dropping from our logical left brain into our heart and 
basically living a more loving embodied existence. And it's basically staying like in the frequency of like Christed love, not like human love or Eros love, but like Sophia Christ compassion. But there's also a trap to that because a lot of new age people and like, I don't identify as new age or necessarily like spiritual. Um, but you'll see a lot of people like, oh, just love and light, you know, just raise your vibration and then like the planet will heal. And like, that's definitely part of it. Like we all need to raise our vibration, like eat high vibe foods, like only consume high vibe media, like do our own shadow work. Um, but that is a form of spiritual bypassing because the people who preach love and light are the same people who will, you know, celebrate certain progressive agendas and then completely ignore like human agendas, like transhumanism or child trafficking and stuff like that. So there's a trap to that. Um, I forgot where I, I forgot what the question was before that question. It's okay. Uh, explain why we have to skip the 4D. I see. Okay, so that's like the astral realm, right? I'm not really sure. Um, I've heard different ideas about it. Like it's that's where all the reptilians and demons reside, and so we actually just want to kind of shoot some ladders over that bad boy from the third to the fifth. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just an understanding that I've that I've heard about it. Yeah, like I've one thing I've heard consistently is like to avoid the astral realm, especially right now, because like, you know, as above, slow below, like if our dimension is in this much turmoil, like imagine what the fourth dimension is. And a lot of people are talking about how there is a like a galactic war that was going on, which is why so many of us have been having crazy dreams, waking up tired. Like I've been waking up with like weird scratches on my neck and stuff like that. Cause we're doing work in the astral. Like a lot of us are activated to do dream work. And so like that I actually had a dream the other night. Um, it was like three dreams in one, but the first one I was like, I witnessed the star wars. Um, like I was on the ground and I saw missiles going up and missiles coming from the sky and they collided in midair and it was like an all out war. Um, but so we're talking about like what 5D is and why we're trying to get there. I don't think you can really skip because this is like layers. You know, you can't be third eye woke if you're not root chakra grounded. Mm. So. I don't have an answer. Honestly. I, I just heard, I, I think it was Brad Olson. <laughs> so I recently had Brad Olson on the show and we were talking about that. And um, he, he said, yeah, we want to skip the fourth because that's where all the, the garbage is. We don't want to go through that. And maybe we can, maybe we do touch on it, but we go through it real quick. You know, we're like, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, kind of like uh, we drive by real fast, you know, roll them up, you know, don't make no <laughs> stops. Yeah. Peace. Um, <laughs> Lock the window. Exactly. Like, the <laughs> roll them up. Like in, uh, what was that family vacation? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, and so tell me about the galactic war that's going on, because I've heard a lot about this as well. I don't know how much the listeners have. So tell me about that. Yeah, honestly, that's another one of those things where I have heard about it and it's the, in the periphery of my field. But the information I have, like, I haven't received any personal information about it. It's it's been received from like other sources. So I really don't know that much about it. I just know that the Elohim, which are basically like the order above the archangels. So the Elohim are elevated elementals and elemental beings are like from our planet. And they're like the undine, which are mermaids, gnomes, sylphs, which are air elementals. And then um, I think salamanders and something else are the fire elementals. And they're basically like elevated elementals that are the order above the archangel. And apparently they've been the ones and the archangels locking shit down for us. So from what I understand and what I've heard, the galactic war has been won and no more evil can actually like infiltrate our third dimension, but there's still evil here. So it's a process like a trickle down process. So the galactic war has been won in the fourth dimension and it's trickling down in the third dimension. And while it looks like evil is still in control, but if you look like how they're ramping everything up, you know, like Fauci's emails have been leaked. Bill Gates is now, I mean, William, That's okay. <laughs> William Wall That's okay. is, uh, has been linked to Epstein. It's like, okay, so that plan didn't work. So they're setting up these fall guys. And so even though it's not working, we're going to have to endure it not working for a little bit before we can actually see that like 
the light has won, things are getting better. And um, if you go back to like the Hindu, um, like the yugas, I made a video about it and I was incorrect in my video and I got a really beautiful correction, which I appreciated. So we have exited the Kali Yuga, which is like, if you're familiar with the Hindu god Kali, she is like the embodiment of like wildness and fierceness. She slayed demons and in her victory, she was dancing and like destroyed the world. So we're leaving that. And we're coming back to like the center of the sun. We're coming back to light. So I did that. see that video and I also saw the correction. You're very humble in presenting that. And it was very good. Like it was very interesting because, yes, I heard, have heard of the, the yuga cycles and, you know, there's math on it and nobody's been right. Uh, everybody thinks something different. So it's just kind of subjective. But if, if we're talking mm -hmm. strictly observationally here, yeah, then I agree with that perspective that we are coming back to center sun. Um, it is also interesting that so much crazy stuff is going on. And it is, like you said, like an energy or a loosh. I've heard it referred to as loosh, like your energy. Uh, it is like a loosh farm. And that's why it seems to be that there's a lot of threats, a lot of things that happen to provoke fear, but nothing ever comes of it, right? And so it's this interesting observation I've had lately just about like, okay, well, I don't play into that. And then all of a sudden it vanishes and clears away. It it's been an interesting exercise in seeing just how powerful we are, just how much we will let external things affect us internally. And I think that this has been a good like trial period or a good run for us to figure things out, not only for ourselves, but as well as those people that are just waking up, that are mm -hmm. figuring out that Rona was their first conspiracy theory. They were late to the game on 9-11. They were late to the game on <laughs> uh, these other um, institutions where things have happened, if you know what I'm talking about, because that will mm -hmm. get this episode pulled. But uh, it's an interesting thing to where it is just like an energy farm. That's all it is. It's just you know, create fear, create dissonance, create division, which also creates fear. So everything is rooted in fear. And as long as you just transcend that bullshit, as long as you just go, okay, well, you guys can have that. I'm just not going to exist in that state. I, I can't tell you, I've never been freer. I've never been less affected by the bullshit. Yes, thank you. I've ne <laughs> never been less affected by the bullshit. And I know that you're the exact same way. Um, like I said, I, I see your content. I put it out. I, I wanted to know about um, whenever you talked about so we've covered AI energy harvesting, which you did a great cover on. Uh, also, your music festivals and energy harvesting. You had some really interesting stories. Do you mind telling us those? Yeah. So I literally just made that connection. Um, I had the experience. So this was 2019 at Tipper and Friends at Spirit of Swanee Music Park. And I was like pretty heavy into the festival scene for about 15 years. Like... I was about it. And I was at, it was the second night at Tipper and the artists who were on were like KLO and Slug Wife. And they are like real grimy. Like the music is just like, yeah, <laughs> like super a lot of dissonance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm there with my girlfriends and I was like pretty fresh in my awakening, but like wasn't quite to the conspiracy aspect of it yet but i was like really sensitive and really open and um i will admit because people in the video were like just say you're on drugs and it's like okay that doesn't invalidate this experience in any way but like yeah like full transparency so um i heard this voice in my head saying look around, like we're making better humans. And I was like looking around and everybody was just like, like chomping, mesmerized. That was what was going on, like on the stage and on the screen. And I was like, whoa. And the next thing I knew, I was like, just blasted into like infinitesimal, like fragments of nothingness and just like dispersed throughout the universe and so i was like literally nothing and i was nowhere but i was everywhere and then the next thing i know i'm like like vectored back into my body and i was like whoa what the fuck and they kept doing it they like snatched me out of my body and put me back snatched me out and put me back and i was like shook and they're like look what we can do like look how easy that is and i was like oh my gosh and when I came back from that experience, I was really disillusioned. I was like, you guys are all bullshit. You don't know anything. I remember just like sitting there after that experience, like on the ground, just trying to like find myself again uh, in, in my head. I'm like, is this what we do? 
just sit in the woods and do drugs and listen to music? Like, is this what we're doing? Is this what we're supposed to do? And I was like, and this major like ego death existential crisis. And it had me twisted for like a long time. Like it took a lot of integration work to get back to center. And then the next experience I had was in February of 2020. So about a year later, I was with my girlfriend and we were at a liquid stranger show and I can't remember who the opener was. It was like the second opener was playing and it was like really annoying, like really shitty EDM is like rhythm or something like that. But there is like this voice track that was playing along with the music and it just sounded really demonic. And I turned to my girlfriend, I was like, dude, I don't like this. And we were both just kind of like off in a corner by ourselves and just kind of like trying to create distance and like put our shields up. Cause I knew how to do that at that point. And we were behind the stage and we were like looking at all these like really young candy kids, just like totally mesmerized, like chomping on the rail. And I just remember thinking to myself, I was like, these are the kids whose parents probably like parented and babysat them with TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, give him an iPad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like Adderall candy kids. And I was like, man, like this is programming. I was like, look at these lights, listen to this music. Like we don't know what the intention is behind this music or what the, what the real message is. And so that like really just put some walls up, um, not walls, but it encouraged me to be more discerning about the music I listened to. Um, and then after I posted that video, I started thinking about other shows that I'd been to. And I was like, it was like Bonnaroo in like 2016. And I went to Zed's Dead and I was just kind of like standing off to the side and I was like looking around, like looking at the big screens and it's just like everybody had the same look in their face and they looked like cows chewing on their cud. And I'm like, bro, like, am I the only one seeing this? And it, it was just like when Dementors like, like suck people's souls out of their faces, like that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, damn, like this is a ritual. Like this is an energy harvesting ritual. And then I go into a little bit about it in that video you mentioned, but like, you know, we need to research like who we're listening to and the artists that we're looking at. Cause like, there's an artist, Alex Gray, who's purported as like this great visionary artist. And I used to really love Alex Gray, um, but he's into some really dark shit. And like, I've had some friends go to Cosm, which is like the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors and come back, not the same. Like I had a friend come back after going to like one of the Cosm events or whatever. And he started creating his own visionary art. And I swear to God, this dude, he had the, the Aleister Crowley um, pentagram. It's like the pentagram, but it's stretched out. Yeah. He had that in a piece of artwork and that thing summoned a fucking demon and it was attacking one of my other friends. And so I was doing some work for him to help protect him and clear that shit. And I remember one night I was praying for him and I saw this portal open up and I literally saw that demon look up and look at me and we made eye contact and it was the same shape that was in this piece of art that my friend made that was inspired from this event at Cosm. And it's like, we can't just believe anything, you know, like there, you've got to do your own research, like on the interweb of things and on the interweb of your heart, you know, we're connected to God for a reason. And it, so you can double check and verify this shit. And like, just cause it's new age or 11 light doesn't mean it's good. Mm, true. Dad. And that's part of that. That's part of that inversion we were talking about, you know, like it confuses people because they're like, oh, well, this is beautiful. Like it feels good. It looks pretty. Like it feels edifying, but then like, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever played was to make people think he didn't exist. And like the devil can dress up in pretty clothes and make you feel good. So yeah. I have this whole theory and I want to talk, it's not my theory, but it's something I have heard and then started doing research on, but it is about that the um, devil in the Bible is actually God and God's the devil. It's very interesting. Mm. Have you heard about that concept? I have. And I it's have. all spir and then, scripturally based. It's really interesting. Yeah. Cause like, you know, even if you go back to like the tarot papers and stuff like that, Robert Morningside kind of talks about that, where it's like the Lord of creation and the Lord of the word and the Lord of the word is the one that the Bible talks about, like the guy that gave the 10 commandments and like told Abraham to kill Isaac, then was like, huh, psych, like 
You know, he it's a prank, bro. Dude, it's a prank. Yeah, dude. He almost had this dude eat his son to make a fucking point. <laughs> like, but then like the devil and there's I can't remember what it was, but someone was talking about how like even the the eagle and the snake have been inverted. So like we have, you know, the Nazi Reich, even America and like a lot of even like Mesoamerican cultures will have like the eagle as a symbol of their culture. And these are like militaristic cultures that like seek to dominate and be imperialistic and then we have the snake that's been demonized and villainized but like the snake is also representative of like the subconscious and like our emotions and like emotional intelligence and so there's an yeah yeah exactly exactly so there's a there's a link to that there as well you know, it is interesting. And if we're following the inversion model, then yeah, then that makes complete sense. I, and I want to say I've got all the Bible verses written down. I'm not ready to do this. I, I actually have somebody coming on uh, that is a diehard Christian and we're going to talk about it respectfully, right? Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting because I've been wanting to do that, you know, and, and that's the thing is I've had a I've talked to quite a few like uh, pastors and stuff like that about coming on and just having a conversation. A lot of them won't do it. Um, it it's been interesting because I'm very respectful to guests, you know, we're not again here to prove anybody right or prove, you know, or wrong and prove me right, whatever. It's just about discussing the ideas. And when it, at its core with religion, especially organized religion, rather, I, I just find that that one word interpretation is what loses it for me. That's where it all falls apart. If it can be interpreted, if it's something that's not inherent in you, just like your eyes blinking or your hair growing or your heart beating, it's innate. Uh, if it's not something like that, then it's not your eternal soul. And that, that's clearly not the answer, right? It's just another inversion yeah. tactic or a distraction tactic. And I feel in my own experience, a lot of Christians are pretty weak in their conviction. Um, and like whoever talks the loudest and an argument, even if you're just trying to have an open discussion, whoever talks the loudest probably has the weakest conviction because you can't if you have to charge yourself with emotion, it's like how strong is your argument? Well, that's the thing, right? And then with your belief systems, people do take them personally because they're a part of their identity. And so they have to sit there and defend these things to the death, even though new information is contradictory to what their beliefs are. The, the cognitive dissonance is strong with them, Elizabeth. Um, and lack of humility. Lack of humility is a big one, you know, because they're, they've got, and I'm not speaking, we're generalizing here, of course, there's a lot of uh, people who aren't like this, but uh, they've got this confidence of their beliefs in an echo chamber of people that have been... I don't want to say brainwashed, but convinced not to look any further than the answers they've been given, <laughs> uh, which is the same. It's synonymous, right? Uh, but it is interesting. So I wanted to ask uh, back to the um, kind of drug or altered states is how I like to say it, um, because I'm a fan of the altered states. Now, I, I think that, you know, with with intention, with a strong... Um, if you, as long as you're not out there like an empty vessel, just looking to fill a void, as long as you're out there to have experiences uh, under this context and to view the world differently. So, um, have you ever seen National Treasure? It, yeah, a long time ago. Okay, the the glasses that Benjamin Franklin in the movie uh, made, where the different lenses um, pop on top of them and they're different colors. Have you seen that mm -hmm. part, or do you remember that part? I don't remember it. Okay. Yeah. Well, in, in the movie, they find these glasses that Benjamin Franklin made, right? And they're just glasses, but they have all these little levers that pop down over the eye holes with different colors that allow you to see in different things that are around you all the time, but you can't see them until that lens is pulled over your eyes. This is how I view um, any altered state, right? And so when you're drunk, uh, the world looks like you put a little laser over, or a thing over your eye, and then you kind of see things a little bit differently under that perspective. Uh, and then when you do psychedelics, that's a different combination of lenses. Uh, and they kind of give you a glimpse of what's around all the time. Now, it's interesting to the point that you said about the music festival and these kids on these drugs or whatever, because I used to do ecstasy like a son of a bitch when I was in high school. <laughs> I would go to these places. I was one of those uh, you know, cud chewing kids in the front. Uh, and I, but I would often <laughs> combine it with acid. So that's called candy flipping, by the way, kids uh, out there listening. Uh, it's called candy flipping. Don't really recommend it, but I had a good time, made it out alive. Anyway, so what you do is you take a shitload of ecstasy and a shitload of acid at the same time, and then you just go fuck off in the woods for like three days. And we it call was, that a good time. We call it a good, we just, <laughs> it's just called a Tuesday around the ranch around here. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it was interesting, but it does. It allows you to view the world through different lenses. And th this is the one thing that I find interesting about it, because inevitably the conclusion or the question that I would ask is, okay, so is this stuff around us all the time? And this is just a way to kind of retard or perturb 
curve the filter a little bit that's built into us inherently that we can't see all this stuff? Or um, is it just a product of the substance that I've ingested? And maybe it's a little of both, right? Maybe the substance retards the filter. Therefore, you can see things that are around us constantly, like these energetic yeah. concepts. Um, the way things sparkle all the time, maybe your, your ears... You know, because when you do, let's say, mushrooms in particular, I've found that um, the data input is so intense, like the uh, your vision is much stronger, your hearing is much stronger. Now, I, you know, and that's a result of taking this substance that allows it to be a little bit more superhuman. So are we like that all the time and you just can't, you know, have it unless you take like this substance? It, it's an interesting concept to think about that all of these things are around us all the time and that your body has certain abilities that you're not unlocking unless you're you know, uh, facilitating an altered state for yourself. But again, it, it is. And just like what you were talking about, about stay out of the astral right now, I've heard of a lot of people saying that astral travel is not a particularly good one. And I think you even brought it up on one of your videos that something else will come in um, mm -hmm. if you're gone. So talk to me about that. Why? What's going on with that? So, well, let, let's roll back a little bit and talk about substances. Um, I think it is... I think it depends on number one, your ego, you know, like we've been trained to believe these things don't exist, but when you take psychedelics in particular, there is a removal of the ego. So there isn't that like barricade between like who you think you are and like what actually is. Um, in my personal experience with them specifically the last year, um, I feel like, because the psychic energy is so intense and not all of it is like particularly edifying, like psychedelics have been really intense lately. Um, and I've not had the greatest experiences, even though I've been taking them with much more intention and consciousness than I ever have in my life. Um, I think these, I think these entities and energies are around us all the time, but I think a lot of people write them off because they're just like, Oh, it's just drugs. Like, and they don't believe what they saw or they don't have the language to explain their experience. Um, and if they do try to explain it, perhaps they're not in an environment where it is received. So, um, and as far as like staying out of the astral, yeah, I, so I was actually doing the, the hemi-sync meditations, the gateway experience. Um, and like, I, I have only heard fear-based stuff about it, to be honest. I think I've heard maybe one or two people like talking about it in a positive light. So everybody's like, oh, the CIA is doing it. It's like, well, they didn't develop it, number one. Um, and if the CIA is doing it, that tells me it works. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's like, that's a glowing endorsement Inversion. in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did have an experience and that's why I stopped doing the hemi-sync, at least temporarily. Because so they have you start off with like some toning and some breathing to create like your resonant frequency. And then they have you put your physical matter in it, what they call an energy conversion box. And I like, I ward myself before I go in, like I have protection on my physical vessel. And then I have established protection for my energy um, conversion box. And I was like about to lift off. And I saw this like weird sort of like lurky creature by my box. And it was like, what's in here? And I was like, doesn't matter, not for you. So I stayed and just did like some chakra breathing and stuff like that. Um, and then I did, oh, so I, I wasn't even doing the hemi-sync in this one, but I could feel like, I don't want to call it astral projection because I don't know, but I'll just like take a vacation from my body while I'm meditating. We'll say that. Um, and I will always like activate my light body. And then I put cloaks and shields around myself. So that way I'm protected. And before I had gotten my shields up when it was, when I was just in my light body, I was like, not attacked, but I was like getting swarmed by these like dark astral beings. And I was like, Oh, shields up. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So it just like, in my own experience lately, it hasn't felt particularly safe. So if like people are experimenting with like meditation, that sort of thing right now, I would just say, activate your light body, like work on breathing into your chakras, like create a black crystal shield around yourself and make sure like you are well protected when you do that. Hmm. Okay. So what, 
I'm sure you've noticed the plethora of people either being led more to slaughter at a greater rate or the people waking up uh, at a greater rate in every sense of the word waking up. So what what do you say to somebody that because uh, I'm sure you get this all the time as, as somebody who's kind of an anchor to uh, true reality. Uh, what do you say to somebody that comes to you and asks you um, questions about, you know, is this really what's going on or are these conspiracy theories really? Is the U.S. government really that way? Is the world really operate that way? And you can see that look in their eye, you know, uh, yeah. when they first um, figured this thing out. Uh, now that you and I have been doing this for quite a while. So what's your advice for people just waking up, as it were? Um, honestly, don't do too much research and part, and part of what the 5d reality and 5d ascension is, is it is a solution based program. So if you're only going to fret about the problem, then that's 3d that's fear-based. And so like part of also what I'm trying to do is like, you know, I will share this information and at the same time share something that is like part of like spiritual progression, like strengthening your aura, like that sort of thing. Um, and honestly, so I did answer this question and I told someone to strengthen your intuition. Um, cause your intuition is literally your higher self and your higher self will never steal, steer you wrong. So if you're going to start doing this kind of work, you need to have discernment and you need to have a strong intuition. And the best way to do that is do your own inner work. Mm. That is what's important because now it's never been more confusing than ever. Now is the time yeah. where things are just, you're getting so much contradictory information. Uh, you're getting so many things that people are telling you that it's one way, but it feels another way. And then they'll tell you it's one way you feel another way, but it's actually the way that they were saying. So it's it's this weird, confusing part to where, yes, I think your int intuition needs to be honed. It needs to be tuned. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me ask you this then. Is the earth flat or round? <laughs> You know, I don't know, man. Um, I think there are really compelling arguments for the earth being flat. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I saw this thing and it was talking about how, like, when snipers shoot a gun a certain distance, they have to calculate the curvature of the earth. Yeah, the but when effect. balloons are up in the air the earth doesn't spin beneath them. And that was like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of gets into hollow earth, but I do think it's pretty sus that, you know, no one's allowed to explore the interior of Antarctica and we have war going on all over the earth. But for some reason, these however many countries can agree that like, oh, we're at peace in Antarctica. It's like, if nobody's there, why do you need to have a treaty to keep peace here? Like, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And just like you said, I think that there is compelling evidence on both sides, which leads me to the conclusion, if you were to ask me, is the earth round or flat? I'd say yes, uh, because I think that your perception <laughs> yes. does create your reality. And so if it is just like this matrix world of just uh, make them ups as we as it were, and there's kind of an established reality that's here, or at least a reality that you are told, uh, if we're following the inversion model, if they're saying that it's a globe, of course it's flat. Um, yeah. But there's also, like you said, compelling arguments on both sides, like the Coriolis effect. But I've also heard snipers say that the Coriolis effect is non-existent. It doesn't matter. It's not a thing. And the other interesting part is, uh, yes, and I, I heard somebody bring up the fact that if you fly from New York to France, it takes you the exact same time to go back from France to New York. But if the earth is spinning, it should be dramatically different times, right? If you're just flying over. It, it's interesting. And this is all part of it, right? This is all part of the big game here. So uh, I'm going to let you run in a minute here, but I wanted to run by a theory on you that maybe this whole thing that's going on is um, I'm a boundless optimist, but I'm also a fatalist. Okay. So the boundless optimist part of me wants to say that it's all going to work out and that everything's wonderful. And if we are following the model that these are idle threats just to get our energy and our loosh out of us, then you can have faith that nothing will happen without your consent. Therefore, mandatory Vs or something like that is not going to happen because you have free will. They're, they're just throwing this at you to see what you'll buy and what you'll believe in. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but 
there is an interesting uh, thought experiment on both sides of what's going on right now. So it's one of two different ways. Number one, everything is exactly what they're saying that it is. And there is a horrible virus out here that is killing off a bunch of people, despite what you and I have observed. And that uh, this uh, V that they're giving out to everybody, which is not really a V, uh, then it um, is going to save the people from the next thing that comes out, right? And then it'll eliminate people like me and you who call bullshit on this stuff. And then there you go. That's scenario one. Scenario two is that uh, maybe there is this oligarchy going on that is ushering in a new world order, but it's under the guise, if we're, again, following the inversion model of the universe, uh, then or of reality, then maybe, just maybe, uh, the V thing and all of that is to kill off all the sheeple. So it's not for us. It's not for you and I. It's for people who blindly obey because that's arguably what's gotten us into the mess, right, is people who just blindly obey and people who have no real substance or they don't really give a shit about true things in their mind. And again, you live your lives however you want. But maybe, just maybe, uh, there this is a plan that's being rolled out to usher in a new world order, but it's for people like you and I. It's for people who are awake in most of the sense of the word, as well as they don't blindly follow uh, orders because we're here to create a new reality that's better than the one that we left. And that's the whole reason for everything going on right now. Yeah. So I'm more inclined to agree with the second one, but the where I would shift the perspective is it's about population control. And I don't think they give a shit who dies off. I think it's a numbers game to them, honestly. Um, Because if they're like trying to usher in a new world order, wouldn't they want the people who are just like, sure, let's do it. Then the people who are going to like critically think and actively speak against something that doesn't feel resonant or aligned with them. Um, But yeah, population control, new world order. Yeah. It's definitely population control. Yeah, resource game for sure. Shit, yeah. Georgia Guidestones told us about it a long time ago. It was put up in, what, 80? 79 it started creation and put up in 80? Uh, the 500 million deal. But, yeah, so if if they are doing population control, which I completely agree, it's an interesting perspective you have, I would think that they would want to create one of two worlds. Now, the New World Order, under the model that we see them as, uh, maybe in reality they're evil, whatever, they would want to create a subservient reality. But if they are killing all these people off with the V that are just blindly taking it, is what leads me to the possibility that it's not a nefarious Mm. new world order, that it's actually an altruistic new world order that's ushering in this new era of enlightenment. And that's what Ascension is all about, is this control system that's been around and getting people to be dumb and be dumb and be dumb, or people like you and I to question and question and question. And that's the future, right? Our, Our future is the one that's interesting or it's this 3d 5d deal where they're talking about the two existences happening here at simultaneously where there's the 3d sheeple whatever control system that operates here and then uh you know there's an ascension plane as well where you and i can go play and we have a good time with them just enlightenment and just enjoying life at its core uh and maybe that's what's really going on with all of this stuff we don't know again it's just like the thing is the earth flat or round yes yeah it's absolutely both that's interesting though it's like maybe they've set up all of these like these systems to make us weak so they're trying to filter out the strong ones like maybe this is like a form of mass eugenics dude i never thought about it like that that's pretty cool you got it not my idea i just kind of extrapolated on it i heard somebody mention one little thing about it and i started going down the thought experiment and that's kind of uh what it led me to the conclusion of is that it is a possibility and again that's like the 90 percent of me that's a boundless optimist the 10 (laughs) percent fatalist is still like you know i've got i live in texas i've got my guns all that good stuff but (laughs) uh they're they're there um well, look, uh, we are about at the agreed upon time here. So um, this was a blast. We'll have you back yeah, on Yeah, I had a sure. great time. Okay, good, good. Uh, if you don't mind, just tell the folks just a little bit about yourself and how to find you. And I'll be linking uh, your TikTok actually specifically in the show notes for sure. So. Yeah, so um, yeah, just come find me on TikTok. Um, the Meta Mama underscores. Brandon will put that in the show notes if y'all want to find me. I'm always open for a discussion. Um, yeah that's about it about to go jump into spring so i'm super stoked to have this conversation and go play outside in the real world (laughs) perfect okay well good well again elizabeth i can't thank you enough for your time this was a blast i appreciate it yeah absolutely all right we'll talk again soon all right sounds good dude thank you
want to take a moment to thank Elizabeth for coming on the show with us today. The way to find her via her TikTok is linked in the description below. You guys just go click on that. She does some wonderful videos there. She has a great vibe and she's out there raising the vibe of humanity collectively. So you guys go check that out uh, as well as in the description below. You might have noticed that I've changed the outro song. The music down here is going to rotate out between a buddy of mine who does some incredible music. Uh, his name is Vinny the Saint, and you guys can just find him down in the description below. Go click on it, see the rest of his catalog, see the ways to find him and book him if you'd like. Uh, a DJ to come out and do some dope music for whatever you've got going on. Uh, you really want to pump up the uh, quinceanera or any type of wedding or a party or anything like that. Check Vinny out. He's a good friend of mine and a great friend of the show. Uh, as well as for this show, guys, you can find us at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where the links to all of the socials will be. That is where the YouTube link that you can find this video on will be as well. Um, also in there is a Patreon. Just wanted to thank you guys so much for your contributions, as well as just sharing, liking, and subscribing the show. That's the best way to get it out there. If you like it or find it valuable, tell people about it. It's not hard. Just send them a link. It's it's very easy, and I'm grateful to everybody that's done that. I've made some incredible connections. I have the best fans in the world, and I'm incredibly grateful that you guys are on this Soul Tribe journey with me. So uh, moving on into your week this week, let's go ahead and just pick up a piece of litter. Buy somebody a meal or a coffee in line behind you. Do something nice to raise the vibration of humanity collectively, guys. We do it through our actions and our kind deeds, and that's all it takes. It's it's small things that really ripple out into everybody's lives. While you're doing that, one great way to raise the vibe of humanity is to get out of the left-hand lane. Uh, if somebody's behind you, get out of that left-hand lane. I know a lot of people don't know that that's a thing, but it's a thing, and it's bringing down all of humanity. If we get stuck in this 3D realm, it's because of you assholes in the left-hand lane that just won't let people pass for whatever reason. I Just beyond all of that, guys, go out into your day-to-day, into the world in which we live, no matter what this is, and just be good to one another. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.